Welcome to Membership Maker, the podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of Memberspace. This podcast is brought to you by Memberspace, which turns any part of your existing website into members only with just a few clicks. It's available for WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, Duda, Webflow, Weebly, Notion, HubSpot, and custom HTML websites. Learn more at memberspace.com. Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm talking with Andrew Gatormson, the co-founder of Circle, a modern community platform for creators. Before that, he spent almost five years at Teachable, where he joined as employee number seven and led a 15-person growth team and marketing as their VP of growth. He has in-depth knowledge of startup growth, SaaS fundamentals, and creators' needs. Andy, welcome to the Membership Maker Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Sure thing. There's been a lot of innovation with online communities in the last year, but the concept of community for a membership business is not always clear to everyone. Can you explain to our audience the different types of communities there are and what could be the most appropriate for a membership business? Yeah, so there are a lot of different types. There's there's a handful though that are most common. So we see a lot of like product driven communities where it's some combination of like, it's a membership experience, but it's a product and there's a community attached. We see, by the way, member space has a version of that, right? Um, but then there's a lot of like content focused memberships that are just totally paid. People are, are in there, they pay to get access. They might even apply to get access, focus, make sure that the right people are in the room. Some other types of memberships that we see are just like totally free, open communities where anybody can come and they kind of like use them more for acquisition and for like building the brand. And so that when they have something to sell, they'll sell it. We've seen hybrids, hybrid communities, which are kind of like part of the community is totally open and they use it to build connection, build the brand, all things we just talked about. But at the same time, then parts of it are paid and gated and you get something extra. You get more connection with other people. You get uh, higher touch relationships with the people running the community, extra resources, things like that. Like those are, are the common types of communities that, that we see. It's product-driven, paid memberships that are closed, open community experiences, or like hybrids where you kind of combine a couple of them. Yeah. I mean, obviously the open communities are going to get the most amount of people in them, right? Because there's no gate, there's no lock to get in there. But I'd be curious about like the engagement, right? Like not just necessarily the total number of posts or the total number of comments, but like the deep answers, the good answers, not just, oh, great idea or, oh, this looks good. The in-depth paragraph type responses where it's like really thought through you know, things for, for replies to different topics. Is there any kind of community that you'd say kind of delivers that more, kind of cultivates that more? A hundred percent. So this year we'll have done over a thousand one-on-one demos with people thinking about starting communities. And, you know, we have all the data and we, we see what people do. And two things that are really important for getting the outcome that you just described, which is like really thoughtful discussions, people who are really excited, people who they feel enough belonging where if you left the community, people would notice. Those communities, they focus on two things. They focus on getting the right people in the room 
and they focus on creating a really great onboarding experience for those new members. Because when you get them in, even if they've applied, they've jumped through some hoops or they've paid, even if you've made the sale, you're still selling them on, hey, you just made the right decision and now you should come and give us uh, something more important than money, which is like your time, your credibility, helping people, all that kind of stuff. So what we recommend often, if people are thinking about doing some type of free community experience with some paid community experience, maybe having both, I always tell them, like, start with like 30 founding members. Be really clear about what those folks get when they join the community um, and why, if you were in their shoes, like, why is it worth it for them? Create like a, a nice sales page even. Do a lot of like one-on-one -on -one calls with the first 30 people. It's so unscalable. But like hop on a call with all of them. Figure out exactly what they need help with. Really vet them. Then bring them into the community. In that first couple of days, like make sure that they have some of these magical moments where their vision for what the community was going to be and what they were hoping it was going to be, that gets validated. So like introduce them to some, some cool people, send them to a resource, give them something that they wouldn't expect to get. And by the way, uh, we have a bunch of communities that do a really great job of this. One of my favorite things that people can do is like set up kind of like an onboarding questionnaire. This is actually something that we're implementing in our own community right now, which is we'll figure out like, what do people need help with? And then we'll try and connect them with all those resources and different people and, and all of that. Make sure people get really fast responses. But you can do things like have uh, like a new member checklist, like go do these nine things in the community in your first 24 hours. Uh, like introduce yourself to everybody, go in and like sign up for a new member event, go and like share something, like that kind of stuff. And then the other thing I just, I think is like a little kind of like hack that uh, one of our most popular communities does, Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. They have a virtual tour of their community where they bring people in and they do things like they have they have a book club and they have a place to share their wins every week. And they have these like masterminds and small group cohorts and things like that. And they try to make it really clear, like, hey, there's all these ways to get value. It's a buffet. Come and eat what you want, like get what you need. You don't need to eat everything. But they want you to know it's there. And they want you to know it's there like in the first 24 hours so that you your decision's validated. Right. So if I could boil that all down, nurture. Nurture those initial members it's kind of like a seed, like from the analogy I've heard about communities, because, you know, we have our own at member space and it's growing. And, and the way we kind of think about it is you want to get everybody engaged, turn it into a thing. So it can be a little quiet at first if you don't have active participation and you can't be the one always posting everything uh, in the beginning that you kind of have to. Right. But the goal is eventually it, the community takes on a life of its own and kind of runs itself in a sense where people are proactively posting things. The members of the community are proactively responding to each other and you can start to take a step back further and further or not. Depends on your level, how, how engaged you want to be. But the idea is kind of let it grow and then it becomes its own thing. And that's, that's kind of the ideal community. That's what most people want at some point because you don't want a community where if you don't do an input, the community's dead or silent for a week, right? A hundred percent. And that analogy I always use is like, it's like starting a fire. It's like, imagine if you were going to go camping, right? You're out there camping and, and you think, oh, I'll start a fire, I'll cook some food. And you look at your friend and you're like, hey, can you throw me over the matches? And your friend says, oh, the matches are gone. Now I got to use like these like two rocks. I got to like rub them together to start a fire from scratch. It's so much work. And that's what creating a community is like in the early days. It's so unscalable. You have to have all these one-on-one -on -one calls. You have to do so much work that it's just not sustainable. But if you start that little flame, you know, you can start to get the kindling going. Like, 
you could burn the forest down in the next few hours if you wanted to, because like it could start to pick up on itself. But it takes time and it takes it could take a few months to get to that point. All right, Andy, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. We really appreciate it. Would you like to share any resources or recommendations for folks that are trying to learn more about Circle? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if uh, you ever want to run a community and, and kick the tires and see just what the experience can be like, uh, I recommend you grab a, a trial of Circle and, and play around or just say hi on Twitter. It's A. Gatormson on Twitter. You're going to have to search pretty hard to find that, but if you can, <laughs> it'd be great to connect there. Awesome. All right, Andy, thanks again. Yep, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Learn more at memberspace.com.